The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. In our efforts to end the week on a high note, that is a good reason to start the final hour of the Bruce Hooley Show this week with our friend Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor, and the Ohio Press Network is the Ohio Press Network. Dot com. So, Jack, welcome to the show. And uh, I think we should start with the president's uh, latest, what looks to me like a way to reach out, shall we say kindly, to voters with his cancellation of uh, anyone in prison for marijuana, except there is no one in prison for marijuana possession in federal prison, at least. What do you make of it? Uh, you know, I think at first blush, uh, when I read it, it was, hey, we are about a month out from midterm elections that are going to be awful for Joe Biden's movement. All signs point to the fact that Republicans are going to take the House. If you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I, I would say that the Democrats probably hold an edge in the Senate races. I think that's starting to shift. So when your presidency and the party's control at the national level has all been an unmitigated disaster, you pull out all the stops. Uh, with just, like I said, about a month until the midterm election. That's what I think this is. He's you know, pardoning all federal offenses of marijuana possession in an effort to drive, try to drum up some positive support uh, from his pals in the media and then any folks that uh, may want a reason to get out and vote on November 8th. Yeah, and I, I certainly don't think it will have the impact on the midterm elections that gas prices will have, and gas prices are rising, and that's directly due to his policies and the fact that he was unable to convince OPEC to do what he wanted them to do. He went over there, he fist-bumped the prince, and they've embarrassed him. And, uh, you know, Ohio consumers, all consumers will be paying the price for that. But I do think that every uh, incremental increase in gas prices uh, raises incrementally or perhaps more than incrementally the likelihood that Republicans will fare much, much, much better than Democrats in the midterms. James Cargill said it best, right, during the Trump, or excuse me, the Trump years. Oh, goodness, forgive me for that. Uh, during the Clinton years when he said, it's the economy, stupid. And as much as Biden and the progressives have tried to make this about Trump, as much as they've tried to make it about the Supreme Court and the Roe v. Wade overturning with abortion, it is about the economy, stupid. And people are paying a lot at the gas pump. That's only going to go up. Uh, and by the way, our reserves are going down. People are paying more in the grocery line. And, you know, we're heading into the holiday season and people are really feeling a pinch. And I think that's the nail in the coffin for Democrats, uh, if there is one. Jack Windsor is our guest. He's with the Ohio Press Network. Follow the Ohio Press Network online, theohiopressnetwork.com. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. And we have a debate coming up Monday night, Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance. And we had an Arizona debate last night. Uh, I, I don't know. Do debates move the needle, Jack? And J.D. Vance will now have the chance to uh, hold Tim Ryan's feet to the fire on getting money from Big Pharma. Three big companies, including Cardinal Health here, contributed to Tim Ryan $27,000. The Ryan campaign is like, well, it's not too much. But when you're banging on J.D. Vance for not being authentic in the opioid crisis... It's pretty hard to do that when you're getting money from people who paid a lot for their role in the opioid crisis, at least in my opinion. Yeah, so to your first question, do debates move the needle forward? I will tell you, I remember the first 
debate uh, to the 2020 presidential election, and it was awful. I remember being so frustrated yep. and, and thinking, if Donald Trump would shut up and just let uh, you know Biden speak and then speak, uh, and then, of course, you know, Biden had his own issues. And so I think that frustrated some people, and it may have won some people toward, toward Biden, but I don't want to get into that because uh, that's a, a, an entirely separate story. But I do believe that there are undecided voters, there are independents who are going to go, okay, I want to see – Tim Ryan in the spotlight answer some of these hard questions. And to your point about drug companies, I think where he has the greatest risk in these debates is what people are really upset about in general, which is there are two sets of rules and there's one party that projects onto the other the thing that that party's actually doing. And if you remember back, you, you hit it. Tim Ryan was saying, J.D. Vance is really sympathetic to the drug manufacturers and the people responsible for the opioid crisis. Oh, well, wait a minute. Let's let's look at the federal paperwork. Drug companies uh, in the opioid crisis have donated to Tim Ryan. So I, I think when he stands in the spotlight and has to answer hard questions with J.D.'s quick wit and, and wisdom, uh, I think it's going to be very revealing. I could be wrong. Tim Ryan might fare very well, but I think the debates favor J.D. Vance. Well, I do, too. I just know that sometimes it's not what happens in the debate. It's what the retelling of the debate, how it's slanted. And we obviously know here in Ohio and across the country, conservatives are not going to get a fair uh, measure in that. But but speaking of Big Pharma, you guys have a couple stories on your site, the OhioPressNetwork.com. You have a couple stories on your site, Jack. It's astounding to me. Uh, some woman who had breast cancer couldn't get radiation because she wouldn't wear a mask. She wouldn't wear a mask because she gets vertigo when she wears a mask. And you have a father who wanted to give a kidney to his son who needed a kidney transplant, and they wouldn't take him. They wouldn't allow him in the hospital unless he got the COVID vaccine, which they acknowledged could cause him issues with his kidney being good enough for his son. I mean, these these things are just amazing to me when you look back in hindsight of how our medical profession overreacted and overreached on COVID. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm glad I didn't write this article. We actually are so blessed to have Lisa Murtha, who was the 2021 um, Journalist of the Year, Independent Journalist of the Year. And she does a super fantastic job. This is a hard story to put together and write. Uh, it would have been for me, let me say that, because my frustration and anger would have gotten in the way. So you are talking about a father and son uh, who had worked previously with the Cleveland Clinic in order to get all the ducks in a row so that when the time was right, that dad could give his son the kidney that he would need. And, you know, the interesting part about uh, that dilemma is that a study conducted by the clinic's own doctors concluded that individuals who have had SARS-CoV-2 infection are unlikely to benefit from the COVID-19 vaccination. The clinic's own doctors released that study, and he parroted, the, the dad parroted it back to them, and they said, tough, you know, our stance is you need to have the vaccine or you cannot donate the kidney to your son. That's where we're at. Yeah. And you you mentioned uh, Blanchard Valley Hospital is where this woman who um, needs radiation is unable to receive it because when she wears a mask, she gets sick. She suffers severely from vertigo and they will not allow her to do it. So they said, well, you know what we'll try to do? We'll refer you out to a doctor in Marion. And according to her, when she has reached out to that doctor, it's been radio silent. So here she is, uh, unwilling and unable to wear a mask and, and unable to get the treatment that she needs. 
Jack Windsor, our guest with The Ohio Press Network, theohiopressnetwork.com. You don't know how much of an impact COVID, the handling of COVID, will have on the midterms. Uh, We never know what influences people. It's said that, you know, celebrities influence people. I find it interesting. Yee West, no more Kanye. He's Yee, but he says he's Yee because Yee is the word in the Bible that's used most often, and Yee means you, and he's very out front with his faith now. He's uh, uh, undeniably one of the top uh, influencers in the world, fashion, music, everything. He sits down with Tucker Carlson. Uh, he wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt to Paris Fashion Week. He's he's vehemently pro-life. Just your thoughts on Yee West saying things that uh, people of his ethnicity, uh, age, uh, talent <laughs> are not supposed to say. What's the impact of that on the culture? Well, I think it is um, it's damning. And I think that's why he gets so much hate in vitriol and coverage in the press, because they want to go, well, here's a contrarian. And oh, by the way, and this is how the, the press treats contrarians. This is how the press treated me and other writers mm-hmm. who were digging into facts during the state's COVID response and the nation's COVID response over the past two years. They go, well, this guy must be crazy. He must be mentally ill. He did a very interesting interview with Tucker Carlson, and I listened to about 14 minutes of it. And if Kanye is anything, he's authentic. And, you know, what I think is it's a shame that when he shared what his dad said, and it's his position, uh, you know, I'm just a black man. His dad said, you're just a black man, uh, stating the obvious, that white lives do matter. Uh, and then he said, that's the obvious. They, they do matter. And what is really appalling to me is that we can't have that conversation without being canceled, without being labeled, without being marginalized. And and that's what's happening to Kanye. Uh, But he's not the type of guy that's going to back down. And in fact, it seems like uh, the coverage and the uh, animosity that he gets will actually bolster his message and probably inspire him to say more of what's on his mind. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to watch his impact because, uh, you know, Donald Trump had great results economically with uh, black Americans, and yet uh, the Democrats continue to claim that as uh, a cornerstone part of their voting block. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what, if any, difference this makes or could make in a state like Georgia in particular as we work toward the midterm elections with Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, uh, both African-American contesting that Senate seat. Jack, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Appreciate it very much. Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor. Read his site every day to get the real story on what's going on in Ohio, theohiopressnetwork.com. Jack, have a great weekend. Thanks, Bruce. I really mean that. You do need to follow theohiopressnetwork.com. It takes work. It takes effort to be informed now because your legacy media is not going to inform you. So theohiopressnetwork.com is a site you definitely need to be going to on a daily basis. So my thanks to Jack Windsor for joining us, and we referred to the Kanye West interview, formerly Kanye West, now Yee West. And look, I I get it. Uh, This is a conservative audience. I can't name a single song he sings. I can't name anything about his fashion uh, influence, but I know he has influence over a big part of our culture. And we don't often get someone who is that kind of an influencer who, who... holds and professes conservative values and authentic faith values. 
The interview with Tucker Carlson began last night with Tucker Carlson asking Yee West about something he's wearing around his neck as he returns from Paris Fashion Week, where he made worldwide headlines by wearing a T-shirt that said, White Lives Matter. A black man wearing a T-shirt that said, White Lives Matter. So this is how the interview began. So you just came from Paris Fashion Week. You just landed, and your lanyard's still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen. I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. I mean, wow. Openly pro-life and stating the truth. Now, when Yee West wears a shirt that says Black Lives Matter, uh, the New York Times uh, said it was shocking, disrespectful. Rolling Stone said he was legitimizing extremism. It's extreme to say White Lives Matter. So Tucker Carlson asked Yee West about his father's reaction to the shirt. His father's a former Black Panther. Here's that exchange. You know, my dad is an educated um, ex-Black Panther, and he put a text to me today. He said, white lives matter, ha, 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 ha. And I said, I thought the shirt was a funny shirt. I thought the idea of me wearing it was funny. And I said, Dad, what do you think it was funny? He said, just, just a black man stating the obvious. A black man stating the obvious. But, of course... Black Lives Matter, very popular. White Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, very controversial. Shouldn't be, but is. Here's more. Tucker Carlson, Yee West, on Yee West's father's reaction to that shirt. That your father said when he saw the shirt, White Lives Matter, it's great to see a black man stating the obvious. So, by which I think you meant that's obviously true. Yeah, that my favorite response, because I kept on thinking, like, you know, people, they're looking for a... Explanation and people say, Well, as an artist, you don't have to give an explanation, but as a leader, you do. Yes, I think that's right. So, the answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Now, E. West, of course, has been in the headlines throughout his professional life. He was married to Kim Kardashian. He made a lot of headlines when he wore a Make America Great Again hat during the Trump administration and as Trump was running for president in 2016. He's no stranger to treatment in the media. He knows exactly how it'll be portrayed when he wears a White Lives Matter t-shirt. He knows exactly how it'll be portrayed. There'll be a movement made, an all-hands-on-deck effort to cancel him and his impact in the fashion world, in the music world, demonize him because he does not spout values that he, as a black American, is supposed to hold. He understands it, he gets it, he doesn't fear it, and he knows exactly where it comes from. The majority of the media has a a godless agenda, and 
the jokes in that work and this whole like, oh, yeah, he's crazy and all these things, they don't work because the media has, you know, they've also watched travesties happen, just even specifically to me, and just watch it and act like it wasn't happening. So I uh, look forward to the second half of this interview tonight. Uh, what I really hope is that he's been deemed an influencer. I hope he is an influencer. It is beyond my comprehension how people nationally, locally, right here in our city, how the people in Linden, how the people in the Hilltop, how the people on the Near East Side can exist in abject poverty with gunshots ringing out regularly in their neighborhoods with a headline about a young black citizen age 25 or under dying in a violent way is routine to the point that the newspaper of record in this town sometimes doesn't even write about it. It's not enough news that a young black life has ended in Columbus. It has to have ended in some way to separate it from the other ways that lives commonly end. Oh, just your normal, average, everyday, run-of-the-mill, gang-related, drug-related, prostitution-related shooting. Eh, not really worth too much. Don't even know if we have to write about that one. Why do people continue to vote in Democratic City Council representatives, a Democratic mayor, a Democratic congressional representative, and think that anything will change. Why do politicians respond to the citizenry? Because they know that if they don't, they won't be in office very much longer. If you continue to return Andrew Ginther, Shannon Harden, Joyce Beatty to office year after year after year by astronomical margins. Tell me, Lyndon, how many weekends has Joyce Beatty spent campaigning in your port of town as the midterm elections approaches? Have you seen her over there in Lyndon? Is she around? Is she trying to beat in the bushes trying to get your vote? And the other part is, I'll say this, I don't have a clue who's running against her because, honestly, there's no point in running against her. Because it's a fool's errand. You know the person has no chance. I expect results for my loyalty, for my allegiance, for my support. I don't understand why large areas of our city don't hold the same view. So that's why I think, you know, someone like E. West can shape opinion, can make people think, can make people face the reality that, hey, what I'm trying is not working. What I'm being told is a lie. 